0: If you've been with us, you know, was Jesus' response to his father's request to to teach us to pray Jesus. Now, it's actually a curious question, a curious response they had for him. Because these were Jewish men. They they knew how to pray. Part of the Jewish tradition was they had three times a day, they had these prescripted prayers that they were very familiar with, and, and probably to some degree, they were already practicing. And yet, they saw something different in Jesus when he prayed. And he prayed a lot. And we don't know what it was exactly. Perhaps it was more of a natural feel when he prayed. Perhaps when he prayed it, it it just seemed more effective somehow, more personal. Whatever it was, and maybe you can relate to this in your own prayer life. When they saw him pray, they said, what we're doing and what we're seeing are two different things. So Jesus, teach us to pray. As we've been walking through these weeks, we've learned that the words he gave them was the Lord's prayer, which is recorded in scripture for us. And that's broken up into two sections. The, the first one being an introduction with three petitions that are in t- a purpose to help us focus our hearts and our minds upon the things of God. Up, upon who he is and his kingdom and his will for what he wants to do in us and through us. And then we moved on to the second set of petitions, the three petitions. Where then with that mindset and that kind of heart feeling, we, we can bring our requests before him. then, And we start to bring our requests before him by asking him for the things we need on a daily basis give us our daily bread these things we need material things spiritual things that we need each day that we can bring before him the areas where maybe we failed some other people or if people have failed us and there's forgiveness we need to extend and and forgiveness we need to receive and then we find ourselves today at the third petition the third petition where jesus encourages us to acknowledge our weaknesses to to acknowledge the areas where we struggle a little bit and and he says to pray these words Lord lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one now when we talk about temptation y- you all know what I'm talking about it's safe to assume we all know what that word temptation kind of is referring to I-, I think it's safe to assume we've all been tempted at some point in our lives that uh, perhaps we know what it means to to be tempted but also what it means to have victory over temptation uh, But we probably also know what it means to succumb to temptation at the same time. I think we also know uh, that what tempts one person may not tempt another person. Like, for example, uh, if you want to tempt me, do not use a dessert. I I cannot be tempted with dessert. I know that might sound strange because I'm sure there are dessert people among us who who live by the motto, eat dessert first because life is short. Right. I see some fist pumps. Yes that's not me. If you want to tempt me, you come at me not with dessert, you come at me with a breakfast buffet. That I can do some damage to. So, and I don't mean like the yogurt and fruit section, like, like the hot section. You just pull up a chair and a big spoon. Before I go to the men's breakfast on Saturday mornings where they, they have a breakfast buffet, I need to pray myself up before, before I, I head into that thing. You know, you used to be able to tempt me with late night events, uh, New Year's Eve, stay up past midnight and go to these events and different concerts and things. You know, as I got a little older, my evenings have an expiration time on oh, them. Like I, I just can't do it. And you used to be able to tempt me with that, but not anymore. But in ex- instead of that, you can tempt me with a Sunday afternoon nap, though. Amen? Yeah, Sunday afternoon naps are the best. That's great. Some people are tempted with some forms of electronics, like like video games. They'll, they'll line up early to, to get the newest system, and they'll stay up all night to get the best deal on the newest video game system. Uh, they'll uh, pay pre-order money to get it the first copy. Some people will stay up all night playing the games, and they'll skip school just to button mash that and be the be the winner of that game. Not me. However, you know, I walked into... Best Buy a few weeks back and, and the salesman did a wonderful job of explaining the new Samsung Q70R Surround Dolby Sound System. And it was a little more than I expected to spend, but it sounds so good in my bonus room. It's just amazing. I, Nadine knew not to ask for the receipt because I was so happy <laughs> with what I had purchased. But she has her things too, like like shoes. be tempted by shoes? I'm not tempted by shoes, but Nadine loves shoes, for example. Now, what she used to do, not anymore because we've grown. She used to go buy shoes, and then she was sticking them in the closet. And then a few months later, she'd pull them out and wear them. I'd be like, are those new shoes? Did you buy new shoes? And she'd be like, no, I've had these for months. See, <laughs> so we're just like you guys. <laughs> we're growing. Now, these couple quick examples I give you. Some of them you might understand. Others, you're thinking, I don't really get the allure of, of what that is. But that's part of the point of temptation. What tempts one doesn't really tempt the other. We were talking this week in staff a bit about, uh, about Temptation. And, and somebody mentioned, you know, Temptation is actually the basis of a lot of TV game shows, if you think about it. Uh, one game show in particular that came to mind was the show Let's Make a Deal. Uh, and if you remember that one, maybe Monty Hall from way back. Who remembers Monty Hall? Yeah? Okay. Well, you're in a category with me. A lot of the staff just stared back at me blankly. And I kind of dated myself <laughs> with Monty Hall reference. But, uh, and he was Canadian, born in Winnipeg. But uh, Monty Hall, the host of Let's Make a Deal, if you're not familiar with the game show, quite often they would bring contestants out and they would give them a prize. And then they would ask them the question, do you want to keep what you have or do you want what's behind curtain number one? And they might give them a clue or a hint to kind of tempt them in that direction. Do you want to keep what you have or do you want what's under the mystery box? And then based upon how content they are with the prize they had in their hand, ca- based upon how adventurous they were or how cautious they may be, based upon the, the allure of the hint, well, what, what if that's better? What if that's a better prize? They, they'd be faced with this choice of temptation. And sometimes they would make it, and they, they would be a good choice, but quite often they make a tempt, and they had these things called zonks, which was, was like no prize at all. It's like you lose everything because you made the wrong choice. Temptation. Well, you know what? Over the last couple years, on kickoff Sunday, we've been trying to have a bit of a fun, interactive time. And so in a bit of a fun, playful way, I'm curious what that might look like lived out in front of us here today. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have the West Meadows edition of Let's Make a Deal. these ever-changing boxes awaits a
1: spectacular array of sweets, treats, fun, and surprises. Today, live from West Meadows Studio in Edmonton, center stage is packed with people from all over Lewis Farms, ready to play everyone's favorite game, let's make a deal. And now, here's our special guest host, ladies and gentlemen, the big dealer himself, Zacky Zacky. Hey, how are we doing today? Hey, give me some, give me some. Yeah. All right. Let's come over here. How we doing today? All right, all right. Okay, I hit the others. I don't have time for you. That's okay. Thanks. Welcome to Let's Make a Deal. I'm your host, Zacky Zacky. But before we get started, let's invite our special guest, co host, Dandy Andy. Give him a big hand, folks. Hey, Lovely studio audience we have today, Dandy. Wow, they're a good
2: looking group of people out there today. Wow. Oh, my goodness.
1: Well, Andy, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great, Jackie. What about you?
1: I'm doing fine. And what do we have in store for these lovely people today?
2: Well, we have a wide range of prizes, ranging from $5 all the way up to $60 in value today. $60? Yeah. That's like. Church budget money right there.
1: Church budget money. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! My goodness. All right. Here's how we're going to do this, folks. We're going to invite you up one at a time, and we're going to give you two options. You can choose one. That could be all the way up to $60 worth in prizes. could be all the way down to zero, which is a zonk in our context.
2: All right, so are we ready to make a deal? Let's make a deal. Let's get our first contestant contestant up here. here. We're going to go. This one's not pre-picked at all, but oh, hey, here she is. Let's go. All right. Let's go on up the stage. Come on up. Stand right here.
1: Perfect. Thank you. All right. What's your name? Chloe. And where are you from? Here. Here. Have you heard of here before?
2: Hmm, here. No, don't know what that is. Never heard of here
1: before. And uh, what are you dressed as today?
2: A teenager.
1: A teenager, of course. I should have known that. Should have known that. Well, um, Chloe, what I have for you here today is, oh, look at that. This is a container that's described as Big Daddy Dixon chips. Yeah, I'll say that like again, Big Daddy Dixon chips, okay? Yeah, so we don't know what's in this prize. Could be all the way up to $60, could be all the way down to $0. So you could choose to have this, or you could choose to have what our lovely Vanna White is going to bring out for us today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Terry Elkins to the stage.
2: Whoa, 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 Terry, you're not, you're not in costume, man. So we, we got a couple things for you here to put on just so that you, you, you fit the part. So we'll get you to throw that on there.
1: Wow, look at that. That's fantastic.
2: That's half the time. Oh, look at that, hey, folks. Hey, how that about too, that? Look at that. Woo!
1: Put that on, perfect. Is it going to fit? Wow. Let's give him a hand. Look at that beautiful oh yeah, model right there, there. there. That's fantastic. Well, Terry, why don't you bring out our first prize as well? Okay, come on over here. We have a beautiful selection of chocolate and candy, stand right over here. Yep, on your X, there it is, right there, perfect. <laughs> yep, there it is, great. So Chloe, you can choose to have this lovely container of Big Daddy Dixon chips or this selection of candy. But whatever you don't choose is gonna go to our next contestant. All let's right, get our next contestant, contestant up two. here. This
2: contestant isn't pre so we need a volunteer from the crowd, anybody, anybody wanna come up, anybody wanna, you wanna go up, sir? Yeah, let's go, here we go.
1: Oh, we lost yeah. our music. I was going to keep you dancing. Good? That's okay.
2: You good? There we go.
1: Chloe, let's ask you some questions while we're going here. So if you were to choose, let's just say you could have this prize here or this prize here. What are you thinking through what's right now? What's the choice going through your head?
2: Well, I really, like candy. We okay,
1: really cool. like candy. Okay, you really like candy. That's great. All right, who do we have here as our next contestant? What's your name, sir? Mark David Okay, and uh, um, where are you from? Edmonton. Edmonton, I got that one. And um, what are you dressed as today? I
2: am Iron Man.
1: Iron Man, let's give a hand for Iron Man. That's fantastic. All right,
2: Iron Man's here on stage. All right.
1: So, Chloe, the choice is yours. You can choose to have this container of Big Daddy Dixon chips or this lovely selection of candy. What's it going to be? Container, you're gonna go for the container. You can have that. Just stand right there. Oh my goodness, the suspense is building. We don't know what's in there yet. No, we don't know what's in there yet. That means, sir, this lovely selection of candy is for you. Congratulations! You can
2: take that back down to your seats. Let's give a big hand, folks. All right, there you go. That's your prize, man. You can go back and sit down there again.
1: Fantastic. So, Chloe. You can choose to stay with this container of Big Daddy's Dixon chips, or we can go with prize number one, which is underneath of box number one. Terry, let's bring out box number one. Here it comes. All right. Prize number one, underneath of box number one. Now, Chloe, you could take this right now. Could be up to $60, could be a zonk. We don't know what this is going to be. But whatever you don't choose is going to go to our next contestant.
2: Contestant number three. All right, let's grab contestant number three from this side somewhere. We need a volunteer. Anybody, any age, doesn't matter. Young or old, younger, or old, younger, or old, anyone. Michelle, let's go. Here we go. She's coming up over there.
1: Right over here. No, no high five for you. You can stand right here. Oh, I'm sorry. Here you go. Thank you. Okay. Uh, what's your name, ma'am? Michelle. Michelle, what a lovely radio voice. And um, where are you from? Edmonton. Edmonton, fantastic. And uh, any summer plans for you this summer? Yes. Yes, that's very descriptive. <laughs> we love descriptions. That's great. All right. So, Chloe, you have a choice here. You can stay with the Big Daddy's Dixon Chips, or you can risk it all for this lovely box here. But it's your choice.
2: And under box number one is something you can eat.
1: You could eat it for sure, but you have no idea what's in this container. What are you going to go for? <laughs> what do you think? Come on crowd, what, are, what should they do? The
2: bigger box, the bigger box.
1: What you going to do? That box. She's going for the box. All right, I'm going to take this container from you. Terry, let's find out what's underneath box number one. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. You have a single Starburst. I'm so sorry. You can take that back down to your seat. Thanks for so much for playing. Thank you so
2: much for participating. There you go. My
1: goodness. Come on over here, Michelle. All right. You can choose to stay with this. Oh, we can't shake it. Yeah, that's not. You're going to break the chips. You're going to break the chips. Okay. So you can choose to stay with this container of Big Daddy's Zicken Chips, or you can have what's in my pocket. A $10 iTunes gift card. You can choose to have this, or go for this container. But whatever you don't choose, think about it, is going to go to our next contestant. What All do right, we have, Andy? The
2: middle row. We need somebody from the middle row. Anybody? Don't be shy, friends. Come on now. There's lots of prizes. All right, yeah, you over there. Let's go. Here we go. Hey! hey right yeah. Hey, come on up.
1: All right. What, what's your name, man? Lena, and where are you from?
2: Spruce Grove.
1: Spruce Grove, all the way from Spruce Grove. That's fantastic. And do you have any special skills you'd like to share with us today? No. No skills. That's okay. That's okay. We don't need to have skills to be on a game show. That's all right. All right, so Michelle. You can choose this container of Big Daddy's Dicks and Chips or this iTunes gift card for $10. This could be a Zonk, you have no idea. But you could take this right now and walk away. You know for sure. That you're going to have this iTunes gift card. Where are you going to go?
2: Well, Zachy Zach, I think I should stick with the Big Daddy Dixon chips.
1: Going with the chips. All right, let's pop that thing open and see what's inside. Wow, congratulations. You've got, uh, what is this, a Starbucks gift card and an iTunes gift card. Woo, big winner! Wow. so far. There we congratulations. go. congratulations. Thank you so much for playing. Head back down to your seats. Thank you so much. Lena, come on over here. Wow, so we've given out some good prizes so far. We still haven't seen the big $60
2: gift. Hey, Andy? Yeah, that's still out there. I don't know where it is. It could be under any box, in in your pocket, in my pocket. I don't know. We don't know. So
1: you can choose to have this iTunes gift card. I'll just give you that. You don't have to take it, but just kind of tempt you. You could run away. You never know. Or you can have what is underneath of box number two. Terry, let's bring out box number two. Oh, we're going to bring it off the stand, I guess. Sure, we're going to carry it. That's all right, too?
2: My Vanna, you are so strong.
1: He's so strong, isn't he? Wow, look at that. Yes, okay, box number two. And whatever you don't choose is going to go to our next contestant. Andy, let's get our next contestant All right, can we get anybody in the here? balcony?
2: Anybody in the balcony want to come on down? Anybody, doesn't matter who. Somebody, anybody, don't leave me hanging. Come on now, if you're not going to come. Yeah, you over there, let's go, stretch it. Let's go, you, come on down.
1: Yep. Go get, go get awake, him. Go get him. You're awake.
2: Let's go. I'm, I'm coming up. We're I'm gonna going to get upstairs. Him. Go, hey, here we, go. yep. here we go. Here
1: He's going all the way up.
2: All right, well, we're going to bring you anyway, right? Hey, we got one. Oh, yeah, run. come on down. Here we go. Mr. Berg, here
1: we go. All right, while he comes down, because I'm sure that <laughs> takes a while. Lena. What is your thinking right now? You could go for this big mystery box. Ooh, I know, it's pretty big. Or for this iTunes card. What are you, what's your th- what are you thinking?
2: I don't know, it's a big box.
1: <laughs> it is a big box, just like the other box, about the same size. <laughs> yeah, it's tempting. What's, what's your name, sir? Come stand right here. Bill. Bill, and where are you from? Louis Estates. Lewis Estates, wow, I'm pretty close to there. Um, And um, do you have any special skills you'd like to share with us? No. No, we have a talented group of people up here, Andy. Man, they're full of talent. Full of talent. First
2: round draft picks all around.
1: Ah, No kidding. All right, Lena, you can choose to go for the iTunes card or what's underneath a box number two. This is something you could also eat.
2: What are you going to do?
0: I'm going to ask the crowd. (laughs) What
2: are we doing, crowd? Come on, help her out. What does she take? What does she take?
1: Going for the box. I'll take your iTunes card. Let's see what's under box number two.
2: Wow! Wow, Congratulations! Wow! Look at that face! Wow! That's a pretty. Terry, let's show that off for the crowd.
1: We have a free meal, paid for and with Pastor Mark. That is so fantastic. That's so fantastic. Where are you going to go for lunch? I have no idea. The keg. That sounds great. So that that sounds great.
2: That's a good one. You can take this with
1: you back down to your seats. Thank you so much for playing. That is so fantastic.
2: That can Bill, also double as a new mantelpiece. Oh, that's hey. true.
1: Uh. Yeah, put that on your center dining room table. That's great. All right, so Bill. Wow, that was a good one we just gave away. That could have been up to $60. We don't know, right? The keg, that's a lot of money. Um, but I hear
2: Mark likes McDonald's, so. That's true. Yeah.
1: All right, so you can hold on to that card right there. You can choose to have that iTunes card, or you can have what's under. Box number three, let's bring out box number three. Same size, I know, you're gonna be thinking, it's a big box, but it's the same size. So, can we keep it on the cart this time, is the question. He can do, oh my goodness, give a hand to Terry, look at this, effort, my goodness. Wow, 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 all right. So Bill, whatever you don't choose, you can have the iTunes card, or you can have whatever is underneath box number three. This is an activity. An activity, wow, like game shows. Think of activities you could have on game shows. There's a lot. So, um, whatever you don't choose is gonna go to our last contestant. Who are we gonna bring up here, Eddie? All
2: right, we had somebody over here volunteer earlier. Guy in the white shirt right there, right there talking to his wife, I think. Yeah, you, yeah, you sure, yeah, let's go, here we go. Hey,
1: give him a big hand, folks. Right there, one more. Fantastic. What's your name, sir? Colin. Colin, where are you from? Stony Plain. Stony Plain. And do you have any plans this summer? Yeah. Okay. So we got lots of talent and lots of description today, man. Yeah. Lots. Very detailed group. All right. So, Bill, what's it going to be? You could go for an activity under box number three, or you could stay with your iTunes gift card. What? are you going to do?
2: I will stay with the iTunes card.
1: You're going to stay with your iTunes card. Now, I'm just going to s- hang out up here because we're going to actually reveal what's under box number three first just to see what you're missing out on. So, Colin, you are walking away with utter, Is underneath box number three. Let's take a look at what's underneath box number three. Oh, oh man. I'm so sorry. All what right, is this, so Andy?
2: This is called Coupons for You sounds great right oh but what happens is you get to have it and then you are gonna give it to somebody else and they're gonna Oh, there's stuff like what clean your room room. oh Oh, oh, boys doing the dishes oh no folding laundry oh mowing the lawn but if you give it to your son then he gets to redeem them on you though and you have to mow the lawn and you have to do the dishes oh well then now they but now he has no option right all right well thanks for participating (laughs) <laughs> Let's
1: give him a big hand, everybody. And, Bill, congratulations. You've got yourself an iTunes gift card. Thanks so much for playing. Well, Andy, we've run out of all of our prizes up here. All of our boxes are gone. What do we have left? There's,
2: We have a question mark right here. Oh, of course. I, t- yeah. I missed that. So this is our funnest portion of the night. Morning. Yikes. Oh. Morning. Yep. And this is the big deal of the day. Big deal of the day. Ooh, and we're going to bring up a contestant that has already been up here and had a shot at something, and then we're going to see if they can redeem themselves. So we're going to bring up Chloe. Wow, contestant number one, bring her on up. What's your name? I think you already know that. I think you already know that. It's uh, quite the name. Uh, Where are you from? Here. Here? What do you dress as today? A teenager. Why are we doing this again? Just... uh, just so everybody knew. All right, here we go. So how we would do this last portion is you actually have a choice of one of these four items back here and one of these four items. So we have a dice, a bucket, a wiffle ball thrower, and a pink hard hat. So how are you going to do this is you're going to choose an item, and it has to match the back of that box. There's a picture there, and it's going to match the back of that box. And then if it matches, you get what's inside. All right, so what's your choice? All right all right, all right, all right, all right, here we go. Everybody who wants dice, yell it out. Yes! Everybody that wants the pink hard hat. Hat! All right. That was pretty even, so... Uh, That's not the same, yeah. <laughs> 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 Wiffle ball was the only one I really picked up there. Uh, it's uh, like a ball with holes in it. I don't know. Yeah, that thing, the thrower. You want that? No? no? Okay. okay. What's it going to be? <laughs> the, hat is the, hat. the hard hat, all right, the pink hard hat. You can hold on to that there, Chloe. Hold on to that, maybe wear it if you'd like, I don't know, it's clean. It came out of the kids' storage room, how could it not be clean? <laughs> uh, all right, so that's your item. And so what's going to happen now is you have this and you have a 25% chance of being right or, you know, if you're a less of a gambler, you know, you can, well, look, another iTunes card. It's almost like they came in a pack of three. All right, so <laughs> here we go. iTunes card, you can take it, walk away right now, but what are you going to do? Are you going to stay and play, or are you going to let it go? Play. Play. She's going to play. All right. So, now that there's another option where you have to bring up another guest, is there anybody out in the crowd that would like to come up and be the guaranteed winner of whatever she doesn't take?
1: Who do we have? Come on. Volunteers. Yes! Uh, Come on up! Here we go. Fantastic. Thank you so much for playing. Hey, look at that. All right. And what's your name, ma'am? Oh, Barb. Barb. And where are you from, Barb? From here. From here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. And um, do you have any special skills you'd like to share with us? Oh, no. Nope. That's okay. Yeah, third time's a charm. I was hoping for it, but we didn't get it. That's all right. Take it away, Andy.
2: All right. So now, Zach, you're going to verify one of the other items behind that box. And if it matches, Chloe's... Not the winner with the right item there. So let's choose. Which one you want to choose, Zach? Choose one.
1: Hmm. What can we go for? Come on, crowd, help me out. What should we do? The bucket? The dice? The dice. It is. All right. Do we have a dice behind this box? No, we no, don't. We don't. We no, we don't.
2: No, 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 we don't. All right. So you're still alive. So your chances just increased. Look at that. One in three now. So you have this card. Since you said no to it, we're going to sweeten the deal a little bit. What else we got here? Oh, let me check.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, a chocolate bar. Another chocolate bar. Another chocolate bar. There's something else. Another chocolate bar. Something else? (laughs) Nope. other side. And we got some more candy. That's it, I guess.
2: That's it for now. That's it for now. That's all the pockets he has. So, you can choose this prize pack now full of five candy bars and an iTunes card, or you can stay and play. Just so we know, we still haven't hit the $60 value prize yet, so who knows what that could be over there. Come on,
1: folks. What are we doing?
2: Help her out. She's going to play. Stay and play. here we go. All right, so another one of those items. We know the drill. Which one are you going to choose? Bucket?
1: Bucket. Okay, clearly clearly the bucket.
2: <laughs> Verify that. Is that Verify bucket that.
1: In? No, it's no not. No bucket
2: behind there. All right. So, <laughs> 50-50 choice now. Wow, this is a big choice. So, I think you know the drill by now. There better be some better chocolate bars. Over there. <laughs> wow. This is free stuff. Like, free stuff. All right. We have a Starbucks card for Ooh. $10 as well. So, two gift cards, candy, and what else do I got? Oh, I have another chocolate bar. Wow. Oh, so now you have five chocolate bars, a big bag of candy, two gift cards, guaranteed prizes right there. What are you going to do? She's going to play. All right, so that means that our other contestant, these are yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they'll solidify (laughs) again. It's fine. (laughs) All right, so you can come grab these and take them back and share Congratulations. them Congratulations. Give her are. a big
1: hand, folks. There we go. I know,
2: right? Well, you can use these. I know.
1: All right, Chloe, so it's down to two options. You could have the hard hat or it could be the wiffle ball thrower, which is too hard to say, which is on the back of this container here. We don't know. Can I get a drum roll, please? Can I get a drum roll, please? Is it... The hat. No, it's, it's not. It's not the hat. It's oh, not we're the hat. Sorry. I'm so sorry. So
2: you don't. Get, hey, well, just hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. We have a, a secondary prize for you. It's a wonder bar because you were a wonder bar contestant.
1: <laughs> Thanks so much Thank for you. playing.
2: All right. So we still haven't given away the big deal of the day. Let's reveal that now. What What is the big deal we of the day? We have a big
1: deal of the day. It's in my pocket. To your surprise. We have a Great Escape movie pass for two popcorns and some drinks and a free movie. That sounds like a pretty good deal to me. I don't know about you. Come on. That's a good deal. So we didn't get anyone this prize. No one came up and grabbed it. So when you each came in this morning, you got some tickets. Pull out those tickets, everybody. So if everybody. you
2: felt like you weren't included or you didn't get a chance to come up here and you really wanted to, here's your forced chance. Here we go. Here we go. Seven. We get some house lights. <laughs> five. Woo! Five
1: seven. Woo-hoo! Seven. Woo-hoo! Four. Yeah. Oh really? Five. Uh, five. Seven five five seven seven four. One more time. If no one gets it, we're drawing again. Seven five five seven seven four. Three, two, one. All right, we're drawing another one. Here we go. Seven. Five, five. Seven, six, two. Hey, we got our winner. Come on up.
2: Happy winner of the day.
1: The one, congratulations! This is for you, movie, ta- movie pass. I don't know who you want to take with that. Maybe Dandy Andy here or myself. No, I'm kidding. You don't have to do that. <laughs> thanks so much for playing. You can make your way back down to your seats. There we go. Well, folks, that's all we have for you t- today. I'm your host, Zachy Tacky, I'm co-host Dandy Andy, and until next time, thanks for playing. Let's, Let's make, make a, a deal. deal.
0: <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, you we have a sense of temptation, I guess, how that plays out in different people's situations. Maybe as you looked at some of the choices that were offered, it didn't appeal to you. Maybe you look at some of the choices that were offered, you thought, and I would unquestionably go in that direction. You see, whatever we're tempted by, uh, we have to be discerning. We have to be careful because it will lead to an end result. And, and, and sometimes, you know, they don't work out quite the way we expected or quite the way we want. You know, a temptation really can be anything. Anything that kind of allures, excites, anything that, that we have desire to possess can be a temptation. Now, temptations kind of cross the line to the to point of being something we need to avoid in, in being sinful because, because they lead us away from what God wants to do in us and through us. And, you know, game shows are kind of fun and all that, but we know that when we step foot out into the world, that there are very real temptations with very real consequences and very real outcomes. Here's something curious about temptations. Did you ever notice that quite often temptations are based upon quite fine, good, natural things? That are just somehow twisted. Somehow motivated towards other purposes for what they're intended. know, that's actually the basis of, uh, you've probably heard of the seven deadly sins before. That's kind of the basis of the seven deadly sins. Here's what I mean. Uh, for example, food. There's nothing wrong with food. We all need food. We can enjoy food. Food is wonderful. But when food turns into gluttony, it becomes a problem. Example of love. God is love. The Bible is full of stories and teachings about love. But when love turns in a different direction towards lust, it's a problem. Money in and of itself is not a problem. But the motivation towards greed... Becomes a challenge. Rest, God said, build in Sabbath, build in rest to your schedule. But when rest becomes sloth, it becomes a problem. You see, temptations are quite often based upon very natural, uh, very natural, everyday things in our world that get somehow twisted. And Hey, Nadine, I forgot my clicker. Bring that up to me, thanks. Um, and sometimes these are easy to spot. Sometimes they're they're much more difficult to see because they're quite subtle. And I think we can all understand the need that we have in our lives to pray these words, lead us not into temptation. But it begs a really challenging question. Does that mean actually God leads us into temptation? That's what the words say. Lead us not into temptation. We're praying to God. We're speaking to God. So God, don't lead me into temptation. That phrase itself is a little, little confusing. Because it, it does appear to be contrary to God's character, to contrary to other scriptures that we see as well in and, and what happens when we're tempted. Especially when we look at verses like in James chapter 1 where it says, um, <coughs> "Excuse me, when we're tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. So what's going on here with this word temptation? Well, very simply, the word tempt or temptation that we see up there comes from the, the, the Greek root parazzo. And it can be used different ways based upon the direction it's heading towards, based upon the motivation, the purpose of that word. In one way, it can be used to mean to tempt. If it's, if it's entitled towards this, intended towards this kind of malicious solicitation to, to draw somebody towards sinful desires. But that same word can be translated to test if it's used to mean uh, examination, to prove one's character or one's faith, which would be towards a good a good end result. And so this is classically an understood principle in Christian theology is God does not tempt, but he does test. What does that mean? That means that God will allow certain circumstances to exist in your life that will test you, and they will be tempting. Now, it might seem like an extreme step for God to take to to kind of set us up to be tempted and possibly set us up to, to fail in the face of those temptations. But if you think about it, it makes sense when you look at the world around us. For example, if I want... My, uh, to grow a muscle on my arm or on my leg, I need to go to the gym and I need to, to push that muscle to its limits if it's going to grow. If I want my trees to grow healthy and, and be abundant in fruit, one, pr- one way they do that is they prune the branches back. They put the tree under some stress to force it to grow. If I believe in one of my employees is capable of more than I'm currently getting out of them, I might raise the bar for expectations and, and push them to achieve more. If I was an athlete that wanted to increase my endurance, if I was a sprinter, for example, I might train running in water because it's harder to run. I might attach a parachute to my back to increase resistance. And by doing that, I will learn. My body will learn. My my, my ability will grow so I will be able to run harder and longer. And when God wants to grow your faith, when he wants to grow your character, when he wants to stretch not just the, the fibers of your arm muscles but the fibers of your moral character, he needs to put them under stress. And put them under stress, one way that that happens that we're familiar with is through the way of temptation. He doesn't tempt us, but He allows situations to test us, to grow us in character. Now, when you look at different translations of Scripture, this particular passage in Matthew 6 13, part of the Lord's prayers, is revealed in different ways. And and this is one case where I actually think the New Living Translation gets it the best. Because it says this in the New Living Translation Lord, let us not yield to temptation but rescue us from the evil one. You see, because whether we talk about being tempted or being tested, the end result, the course of action is the same. Don't let us yield. Do not yield to temptation. And what I want to leave you with today, in just a couple minutes that we have left, is I want to leave you with five essential points on how we can have success, victory, and how we cannot yield to temptation that comes our way. Now I might be thinking, it's, uh, it's a little late for a five-point sermon, Mark. But, yeah, we're going to go quick. <laughs> we're going to go through these pretty quick. So make some notes. If you've got the Bible app open with the sermon notes in there, you'll see that they're already listed for you, so you can add some notes there as well. But we're going to go through these fairly quickly. And here are the five points I want to draw to your attention when we pray this phrase, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. See, when we're praying this, we're acknowledging, first of all, the reality that we have an enemy. We have an enemy, the devil. You see, the devil is real, and you need to understand who he is. In 1 Peter 5, 8, we get a bit of a glimpse into who he is. It very simply says, he is your enemy. Your enemy, the devil, is going around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You see, the devil is the enemy of God. He's the enemy of followers of God. He is completely opposed to the things of God. He is prowling around trying to help you, or trying to keep you, I should say, from experiencing and growing in your faith in God. To keep you from experiencing salvation made possible through God. He is going around trying to keep you from discovering the truth that life is better with Jesus. He is opposed to the things of God. But here's what we need to understand about him. That while he is opposite in God in many, many ways, there's one very critical way he's not. You see, we can think about these different economies that exist. We have good and we have bad. We have love, we have hate. We have light, we have dark. And we associate these things with the two sides of spiritual forces. But on this side we have God. And we quickly say, well, on this side we have Satan. But I would suggest to you that's not actually true because God has no opposite. There is no equal, contrary, opposite to who God is. You see, Satan is an angel. He is a created being who is rebelled against God and was cast out of heaven. And while he does have some power and he has some dominion, it is only to the extent that God permits it. He is not God's equal on the opposite side of the equation. He is standing for things that are opposed to God, but he is not God's equal. He does not possess omnipotent omniscience and omnipresence, those omni characteristics such as God does. He exercises power and authority to the point that God permits it. So the phrase or the saying that you may have heard sometimes, the devil made me do it, isn't true. The devil can't make you do anything. He has the ability to tempt you. He has the ability to to have things happen in your life that make things difficult, but he has no ability to make you do anything. So when we pray these words, we are first acknowledging the reality that we do have an enemy. But we have no reason, no purpose to give him any authority in our lives. Because he cannot force himself to do anything in our lives. Secondly, we need to acknowledge the reality of our weaknesses. Because these are the things that he preys upon. None of us have it all together. I wish that by becoming a Christian or by adding the word pastor to my name that, that suddenly we, we, we ceased to sin and we had no more weaknesses at all. But, but quite honestly, the, the tendency that we all have is, is to want to accentuate our strengths to cover up for our weaknesses. The things in the areas where we struggle and fail. The truth of the matter is, we all have weaknesses. We're, we're all vulnerable in some way, in some place. And then we know under our own power and strength, we will be more likely to fail. We need help to overcome these weaknesses. Paul discovered this within himself, but he also discovered the solution. And he shares this for us in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, when he says, I delight in my weaknesses. I even delight in insults, and I delight in hardships. I even delight in persecutions and difficulties, Paul says. Why? Because when I am weak, then I am strong. Wh- which on the surface makes no sense at all. But here's what he's saying. He's saying, he's saying we, we don't know what Paul's struggle was, but, but he was admitting he had one. And in admitting he had one, it freed him to say, I can't do it on my own. I need to lean on God's strength." where he's no longer just limited to his own power and his own ability, but he had tapped into the source of of the greatest power and the greatest ability. You know at home we have this uh, we have one of those Dyson vacuums, the, the strongest suction vacuum on the market, right? We have one of those? And they're they're really they work really, really well. A- until the battery starts to die. And then and then they 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 don't work very well, well at all. Until you plug it in and then it just it just soars right back to full power again. See, there are these areas in our lives when it feels like our batteries are dying and running out of energy. And we need to we gotta plug them in if we're gonna have the power to get through what's ahead. And so when we pray, Lord, Lord, help me not to yield. We're saying, I gotta look beyond my own power, I gotta look beyond my own strength, I gotta tap into the strength and the freedom found in God. Which leads us to our third point, because what we're tapping into is the reality of God's work for you. Is That He is working for you. There's this classic story you may have heard before of a man who was trapped on his roof as the floodwaters were rising. And, and he started praying, God save me. Because it's a bit of a dire situation. The, the rains were still coming, the waters were still rising, and it was getting higher and higher. Well, after a little while, a rowboat comes by, and the guy says, hey, jump in the rowboat. We'll, we'll row off to safety. And the man's answer was, no. No. God will save me. So the man continues on his way. A little while later, another guy comes by on a motorboat. Jump in my boat. We'll get off to safety. That's okay. I have faith in my God. A little while later, as the water is getting dangerously high, a helicopter is now coming to do rescuing for people. The helicopter drops a line down and says, grab the rope and we'll lift you up to safety. That's okay. I'm waiting for God. The waters rise above the rooftop. The man drowns. He goes to heaven, he stands before God. He finally gets his chance to discuss this with God. He exclaims, I had faith in you my whole life. I prayed for help. I prayed for you to save me. Why did you let me drown? God's only response was, well, I sent you a rowboat, a motorboat, and a helicopter. What more do you want? You see, the point is this, is that God is faithful. He will not put you in situations that are beyond what you can bear with his help, as we just saw in the previous verse. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure the situation you're in. See, God knows where your weaknesses are. He knows where those tempting spots are. He stands ready to provide you with the strength you need to overcome those things. It may be in the form of giving you a distraction. I know your mind's fixed upon this, but I want to distract you over this way. I, I know you're in this place by yourself, and it's dangerous for you to be by yourself right now, so I need you to open the shade, or I need you to go be with people. He may prompt you to say, you know, there's that hobby. That would be a better use of your time than than what you're thinking about. Open your Bible and read Scripture. Spend time in prayer. He gives these ways out when we're tempted. But we have to choose to take the lifeline that's extended. Is the point. He can extend a hand. We have to choose to take it and find our way out. But he is working in our lives one of the way, the most powerful, amazing ways that he's working our lives is the fourth point, is that when we pray this, we are acknowledging our victory in Jesus. Because see, Satan is a defeated foe. That's already been determined. And he has no power over you, which I, I mentioned just a moment ago. But Satan is also the father of lies. And he wants to convince people that the end of the story is not yet written. He wants to convince people that you can't resist him. But the Bible says something different. God says this. This is what God says, the truth of that matter. He says, You, dear children, you are from God and you have overcome. You've overcome because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. See, Satan knows that if you are in Christ and if Christ is in you, then you are a victor. And that can't change. That can't change. And so his tactics are different. His tactics are more subtle. He knows he can't change that, but he can still tempt you in different ways. See, he doesn't have to get you to rob a bank or kill somebody to win. You see, Satan's job is actually much easier than that. He only has to do one thing. He only has to keep you from knowing, doing, and experiencing God's will. He doesn't have to get you to be the worst person in the world. He just has to keep you from experiencing all God has in store for you. And so he does this through, through subtle little questions and doubts that come into our minds, that lead us away from God, is quite often the subtle tactics that he uses. We see this when he tempted Eve. Did, did God really say, you can't eat from that tree? Is that, is that really what God said? The questions little doubts. When he tempted Jesus in the wilderness, are you sure God's going to be faithful to you? You sure you and God have the same plan, that it's going to work out the way that you guys intended, that that he'll see it through if you do your part? You sure? You sure there's not another way? Maybe when he tempts each of us. Do you really need to pray? Is that really working? Do you really need to read scripture, like, there's some hard parts in there? You know, do you really need to go to service? You've had a hard week. Sleep in. I know a couple weeks in a row, I know, but one more won't hurt and you can go next week. Do you really need to go to your life group? Your salad isn't as nice as Jane's salad. Maybe, maybe, maybe you shouldn't go to life group. You see, these are the subtle little hints, these temptations, these suggestions. It's not about the big things. This is where we win and lose the battles. Don't give them a foothold. Don't entertain the thoughts. Don't ponder the questions. Don't give him a foothold. You're already victorious. You're already victors. Don't dance with the devil. Because then finally, when we pray this prayer, we're acknowledging the nature of the war that we are in. And the nature of the war is this. You see, when a general sends his troops into battle... He knows some of them are going to be tougher than others. Some battles will be tougher than others. He doesn't plan to lose any. But when he does, he mourns the loss. But then he learns from it. But then he also keeps fighting. You see, a war is made up of many individual battles. And just because you lose one battle does not mean the war is lost. As long as you keep on fighting and start to pile up some victories. And when it comes to temptation, we are in a war. And that war is fought one battle at a time. And if you stumble, if you feel pushed back by the enemy, if you fall and succumb to temptation during one of those particular battles, get up. Take that hand that's outstretched, that hand of Jesus, get up and keep fighting. Because he promises this in Philippians 1, that we can be confident in this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. He will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. All of us are unfinished products. None of us will reach perfection until we stand before God in glory. But if we are followers of Jesus Christ... If we want to see victory in this particular area of our lives, we need to keep fighting. The war has already been decided. Jesus has already determined the end result in his sacrificial death upon the cross. But these battles continue in a daily basis. But we were given weapons to fight with. The weapons are this. We have our Bibles that we can read. We have prayer where we can call upon God. We have fellowship and support with one another within the body of Christ here within the church. We have opportunities to serve, to serve and do good for others, to help encourage them and to, to uh, grow our own selves. We have opportunities to give however God has blessed us materially with resources, with talent, with time. We can, we can use those for his purposes towards these good things that he calls us towards. And if we do this, then each day we are striving to more and more closely reflect the image of Christ which leads us towards that day of perfection when we stand before him. We all know the lure of temptation. And we all know that we need to pray these words. We need to pray, Lord, let us not yield to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And when you, when you do, when you pray those words, you are acknowledging that you have an enemy. That you're acknowledging that you have an enemy who wants to prey upon your weaknesses. But your weaknesses are not your defeat because God's work is at place within you and around you. And because Jesus has already secured the victory, but we need to get in the trenches and fight each day's temptation, each day's battle. And when we do this, we acknowledge the reality of the challenge, but also the solution. So I want to encourage you with those words today and those, those five essentials that we have. And as the worship team comes back onto the platform here this morning, I ask if you would just, if you would just stand with me for a final song and for a, a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you that, that we have one we can lean on. That when we have these moments of temptation, when we know that under our own strength we are weak, that we are not alone, that you are with us, that you have a plan, you have, you have a direction that we can go. God, help us to have eyes to see the way out when we're tempted. To have wisdom to acknowledge the reality of the temptation. But then also to take that step, that, to have the courage, to have the humility, whatever we need in that moment, to grab hold of that lifeline you provide. that that leads us to safety and freedom in Christ. That we would not give the enemy a foothold within our individual lives. May we not give the enemy a foothold within our church. May we not give the enemy a foothold any more than he has in the community around us. May we reclaim territory from him this day, we pray in Jesus' name. That we may all come to experience a deeper understanding of your love, grace, and truth in our lives. And that you've called us to experience a life that is better with Jesus than any other option that exists. We pray this in Jesus' name.